energy I need your energy This world is killing me Light it up If you feeling me, feel 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 I need your energy Hey y'all, what it is? This is your man Kyle Means Back at it for another Freestyle Friday, hoping to send you off into your weekend right. Hope you're having fun already. If not, you know, maybe this uh, broadcast will give you a little something to be happy about, a little something more to pick you up there. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, just doing it as we try to always do, you know, bringing some, some extra extra goodies your way, uh, some s- short segments, some in and out stuff, doing, talking about uh, positive stuff, productive stuff, uh, you know, fun stuff that we engaged in or, you know, thought productive, uh, thought productive, uh, thought, yeah, yeah, thought productive, I guess, yeah, thought producing stuff, <laughs> whatever, I'm Getting getting a little uh, flustered right now. I don't know why. Well, I I can't tell you why. I guess I'm looking at game three of the game four of the finals. Fred Van Bleet just took a mean elbow, and he, all that blood is coming out of that light skin. Man, this I'm a little tender, I guess. But man, that's a that's a you don't see bleeding like that too much in NBA games, but. Hopefully he'll be all right. You know, Rockford's on. He's been playing some great ball too in the finals. But uh, yeah, we ain't gonna talk too much about the finals. That's pre- that's pretty much your finals NBA finals talk for this episode. We did have a a good segment last week. Not that I don't want to talk about it, but uh, you know, I ain't pretty much to talk about at this moment. You know, uh, there's a good chance though that Toronto might go up three one after the night. Man, that could be crazy. Toronto might actually pull it off. Man, I. You know, I was pretty surprised by that. But, uh, hey, that's how it is, man. Things come, things go, even dynasties. And, uh, you know, I guess that gets me thinking about this week as as we, as it comes and goes. Uh, just, you know, sort of tell you what's going on this week on the show. We got uh, me and uh, my man Michael Bradford, Mike Brad, uh, Talks at the Bar is uh, another name for him. As he's, uh, you can follow Talks at the Bar actually on IG and uh, Twitter, I believe, and Facebook. At least two of those three, I know. But definitely IG is a good place to follow him, uh, Talks at the Bar. He's a great guy when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, drink, not knowledge of uh, drinks, alcohol and stuff. And, uh, you know, he, me and him did some things at the High Park Brew Fest which uh, hopefully if you listened last week, you uh, already am hip to that. You know, I talked a bit about that and, uh, you know, was looking forward to it. And it came out pretty well on Saturday, although uh, it, was, it got mighty adventurous at the end uh, due to a, a bunch of rain that evening or that, that afternoon, I should say, uh, kind of ran me out and a lot of others, even though I think a lot of people did last through the rain and, and had fun going into the rest of that evening. It was definitely packed on uh, Sunday. I didn't make it out on Sunday, unfortunately, but 
I saw a video and photos out there, and there was people made up for what happened on Saturday that Sunday, on Sunday. And, you know, after I think it was another successful year for the High Park Brew Fest, and this seems to be getting bigger and bigger. So salute to them, uh, everybody who uh, organized and puts that together, and uh, salute to uh, the people who allowed uh, me and Mike and uh, also Dean Davis, Ken and Vines to uh, partake of the media passes and the uh, hospitality, general hospitality there, including the uh, taste, uh, access to the tasting area and everything. And uh, we got, we got a, uh, quite a bit on that uh, on our own, you know, uh, some video and, and audio. I got some extended audio that I'll, I'll probably put out this weekend too. Uh, along with the discussion that you're about to hear with me and Mike, uh, you know, audio from the fest, me talking to some of the uh, the people who are there, uh, you know, uh, putting out the beers and everything. And, you know, it was it was like I said, it was a good time. Like I said, a couple hours of just drinking and listening to music and socializing. And, uh, you know, what else, what else do you really need on a weekend, you know? summer weekend especially but uh yeah we got that coming up right after this and uh beyond that also have another episode of in demand's opinion this week he goes into uh when they see us is uh his subject uh that's been a big subject all over the internet uh in response to the uh, people responding to the netflix series that Ava DuVernay put out uh, another successful project for her and and uh you know I, I haven't seen it personally yet I anticipate seeing it soon but it's you know the story of the Central Park Five uh you know dr- dramatizing what was a pretty dramatic uh event to begin with back in the late 80s uh the five young black men Latino men uh taken into police custody and forced to admit uh, something that they didn't do, which was rape a jogger in Central Park, a young uh, white woman. And, uh, you know, everybody was against them at a certain point in, in the city of New York and in the national media and everything. And people depicted them as monsters and, and all types of nasty things. And they didn't even do the, do the crime. Took a long time for them to be exonerated. And, you know, today they are, but still there's some people who don't look at this the right way. You know, there's no lot of talk about the prosecutor and, uh, you know, how she hasn't, uh, you know, people want her to, to admit her wrong, her part in the wrongdoing, but she hasn't been doing that. And she's prospered a lot in her career off of what she, what she did primarily in that case. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just a lot of loose strings still available. It's good though, that those brothers are still alive and, uh, for the most part, I believe I'm, uh, don't hold me to that. I have to look back at the case. I actually, I, I saw the Central Park documentary on the Central Park Five, uh, which was done by, um, I believe Ken Burns' son and his daughter-in-law, or maybe his daughter and son-in-law. One of the some combination of that. But uh, the they did a great job in that documentary as well, and I think that's, I you know, a lot of people have been talking about how emotional they've got. Uh, off of the Ava DuVernay project, and I, I'm sure I will be as well. But I don't know 
if it'll be, you know, having seen the documentary, I'm, I'm kind of braced already and in, in anticipating what to see, you know, it's one. It is one thing, though, to see it dramatized in a way that's it's sort of meant when you have a, especially we have a filmmaker as gifted as Ava, it's meant to hit you in a certain way. I remember the feelings I've had in certain films in recent memories, like Twelve Years a Slave and uh, Fruitvale Station, was particularly affecting for me when I saw, actually saw the moment where Oscar Grant was murdered, knowing that the movie, that's what the movie was leading to. But it's still in that moment when you get to see it, it was just, you know, it was hard. And, uh, I, you know, I imagine that's pretty much how people felt watching this and, and watching, uh, you know, just from the, tr- the trailer that I saw on YouTube, you know, you could see that they, you know, Ava doesn't pull any punches. And she got a, a great set of actors in here. And even the kids, it looks like, you know, they're not known actors, of course, but they seem to really have, and, uh, inhabited their roles quite well. You know, you can see that just from that small set of footage there. So, like I said, I'm going to see it soon. I'm not, uh, I'm not one of those who, you know, you know, get it how you live, man. If you don't want to see black people getting abused in any type of way, whether it's based on reality or not, I understand that. I just like to see great filmmaking in, in general, great television. And if it's, if it's something that even if even if it depicts something that's you know that you know is real and you know is uh, you know a tragedy or such, you know, you know, I think I, I for me I gotta see it at least once, you know, just to take it in and see you know as take it in as a work of art as well as as a a document of what happened and an important part of history that we shouldn't forget and. Sometimes you got to look at things square in the eye to uh, you know make sure that you don't forget or you know at least pass make sure that you're in the best position to pass it on to others who aren't so uh, intelligent or you know who are coming behind us you know who who uh, like say didn't know firsthand what was going on during that time who will never get to know that and who didn't get to live in this aftermath either you know we got. You know, that's part of what filmmaking, what doc, uh, you know, what documenting is in general is providing a record for those who come after us. And, you know, sometimes it's when you're when you're being objective and you're being true to the story is going to be hard to take. So that's just what that is. But um uh, like I said, going over again what we got on the show. The Minds uh, got a, a little bit of a, a talk. You know, it's like I said, every week I, I include something from a uh, discussion that I do over IG Live or, uh, you know, I'm probably going to do Facebook Live too in the future, but I'm, uh, right now I'm sticking to IG Live. And this week I did uh, a conversation with uh, my man, Rookie White, Willie Rookie Wright, uh, a very uh talented guy and a fun guy to be around and a guy who I root for and you know we got some news about his new fireman podcast actually it's an old new podcast actually I was a part of it in his first iteration he did it a couple years ago uh for a while and he's brung he's brung it back and uh we got some news about that podcast 
and we uh, talk about a few other things as well for a short bit. Uh, so that's going to be later as well. And uh, at the end, uh, I guess I'll be back and I'll talk to y'all a little bit about some of the movies that I'm anticipating to release uh, over the next month. That's something that I'm kind of going to do every month, uh, you know, uh, lay out some movies that that are coming out that I am, that I'm anticipating and um, that I hope to see, too, <laughs> when they come out. I don't always get to see all the movies that I that I like to when they release. But, uh, you know, I try hard to see as many as I can. And there's one in particular that I want to hip y'all to later that I'm pretty sure I'm going to see. I'm already in the screening for it, uh, an advanced screening for it next Wednesday. And this uh, really interesting movie that I want y'all to know about. And I, like I said, we'll talk about that later. But coming up now, me, Mike Bradford, uh, recapping the High Park Blue Fest. Check it out. You can have Watergate, but give me some beer and I'll be straight. What's going on, people? This is Kyle Means, editorial director of WeAreLegalRadio.com, War on Anchor. We are here every day giving you hot shit and fly uh, dispatches and reviews and previews and interviews and exclusives and all types of stuff. And uh, thank you, everyone, who's been listening to us, who's been sharing our stuff and uh, just been paying attention. We appreciate you all. And um, right now, we're going to give you of our take from uh, the past weekend and Hyde Park Brewfest, which I talked about a little bit in um, the Freestyle Friday episode from last week. And this time around, this babbling on, I got my man, Michael Bradford here. You may uh, remember him from back in the days with Dean Davis. And you also may remember from more recently, uh, some doing some things with us with uh, Gourmet Season. Uh, he runs the, the podcast, the, uh, the outlet, I should say, talks at the bar. So he's uh, very much into alcoholic beverages, covering alcoholic beverages and, and stuff like that. And uh, you know, works with Koval Distillery and everything. So I was glad to have him alongside me at the Brewfest to uh, talk about the beers and help uh, help check them out with me. So, uh, Mike, how you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing real good. How you doing, man? I'm great, man. I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, getting into the week now, getting, uh, you know, recovering from the weekend. Even, even though, yeah, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't too bad, mm-hmm. you know. That I like, said, so the washout on Saturday was a trip. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you know, I, that was the only day I ended up being the only day that I was there. You ended up being uh, there both days, yeah. and let's start. Let's start with the Sunday. Because, you know, since I missed it, mm-hmm. it seemed like it was packing on Sunday. Man, Sunday was the total opposite of Saturday, man. I mean, it was crowded wall to wall to people, man. Just beautiful black people coming there, um, buying, you know, merchandise from different vendors, trying out different beers, um, getting some good food, everyone just having a good good time, man. It was just, it was very crowded. The sun was out, and, you know, it was just a good time there, man. 
Yeah, yeah. You definitely can see it. Uh, saw some of the postings online, people uh, putting up videos and stuff. It was good to see, you know, even though I couldn't make it out, but it was good to see so many people having a good time. Well, mm-hmm. uh, in, in your case, you know, you were able to try out a lot of the beers and stuff on Saturday with me. Right. At, uh, did, you, did you get back to trying out beers on Sunday, or did you mostly stick to the other areas of the festival? No, um, I went straight back to the uh, beer sampling uh, area, um, and I tried some more beers I didn't get to try before. Um, I went back to Misbehaven or Ain't Misbehaven. Um, they're an Indiana uh, brew company, um, and I tried out there. It was like a cider kind of mead that they had that was pretty good. And then I went to a couple uh, breweries that I didn't get to check out, you know, due to the rain on Saturday. So um, I went there, tried some good stuff, you know, some stuff I, you know, I wouldn't have tried before. And, you know, just to kind of see, you know, if I were like it or not. And they had some pretty good stuff out there. And then um, I ran out to some friends, too, you know, did some comparison, you know, asked them, you know, their reviews on stuff like that, see which ones they liked and kind of went on their recommendations and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And, and with that said, uh, uh, Mike's going to put together a video with a lot of, uh, you know, commentary from, from him and from me and from, uh, you know, you'll see some uh, some of Dean Davis in there, Ken and Demise, and, and, and uh, like Mike said, he talked to other people at the festival as well, uh, just, you know, strangers and friends, you know, everybody seems to be friendly once you get there at the festival. So it's a good time was had by all. But, yeah, but Mike, let's, let's get into more of the beers, man. What, uh, you know, going over both days, what what were the ones who really stood out for you uh, and that uh, you, you really think you're going to mess with coming out of the festival? Um, man, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, it's a tough one. I, I would say on Sunday... Um, what stood out to me, um, well, this, um, uh, this Marquis, you know, was, um, he's mostly DJing, cutting up, um, mixing some, you know, old school, new school music. Um, and he went on for a good, I want to say hour or two, just playing and, you know, setting the vibe and the environment for people to enjoy, you know, good drinks and stuff like that. Um, this is just a true hip hop legend, you know, he, um, you know, just kind of set the scene for everything, you know. Um, he was just his, you know, usual upbeat self, um, playing classical stuff. Of course, you know, he did his, you know, number one record. Um, um, I can't think of the name, but but you know the one. Uh, you got what I need, you know, no. Um, but, you know, he was just amazing, man. Um, and there were other wonderful uh, DJs on the um, that were uh, performing that did very well and, you know, got the crowd into it. Um, but I mean, just, I think everyone just did an excellent job, you know, just making it like a party atmosphere, like a family kind of atmosphere where everyone's just having a good time, enjoying good music, enjoying some good house music, some, um, you know, some East Coast music, you know, like uh, some go-go, some, some stuff from New York, some stuff from Baltimore, you know, but just, you know, all kinds of music that, you know, Black people love, or just people love. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I, was, I, was, asking, I was kind of was asking you about the beers uh, there, but 
I'm glad that's cool. You went into into oh. that with the beat and stuff. Um, you know, that's definitely one of the drawing points of the of the festival. Mm-hmm. Did they did, did they have the like a stale in them that on Sunday, or was that that might have been scheduled for Saturday? Huh? Did they have what again? A stale and uh, I think with Terry oh, Hunter. Yeah, yeah, they had um, Estelle did perform. Um, she she did very well, but it was you know it was just so crowded um, down there, like near the stage area where she was performing. Um, but you can yeah. but you can you can basically hear the artists from like anywhere you were. So where I was was sort of towards um, near the Beers Temple area. They had uh, you know. Uh, Stereo systems playing, but she she sounded, you know, just wonderful there. Um, there were like a couple of other artists that I didn't know, but you know, they sounded very beautiful. Um, there's a couple. There was one another R&B act that I wasn't really familiar with. I forget her name, um, but I mean, the ones that stand up for sure was Estelle and uh, and Biz Marquis. You know, just because of some of the uh, the songs that they have made and created and. Um, you know, just some of the, uh, you know, just some of the, you know, the great things that they do, just, just showcasing their talent. Um, but Estelle was just, was just beautiful on stage. Um, she sounded wonderful, um, and she did a, she did an excellent job on stage. That's great. That's great. And like you say, they do a, they do a real good job with the art, with the the stereo system out there. Yeah. You know, setting up mm-hmm. the speaker. In all the areas, so that even if you're not, if you if you can't get around the stage, you know, because like you said, it can get pretty crowded there in, on that section. Of the even if you're not in that uh, vicinity of the stage, you still can hear the music pretty well and enjoy it mm-hmm. wherever you at. Yeah, and that was the whole point. Yeah, yeah, and and it's getting it's getting to be like you know you're getting people who are coming every year now as far as you know, uh, some of the DJs and, mm-hmm. you know, I know I saw a couple of people like uh, DJ Clark Kent, who was a legendary yeah. D- uh, DJ book, who mm-hmm. he can, he's, uh, he's been back multiple years now. And uh, mm-hmm. I've seen, uh, I saw another, I don't, I don't know if skills of uh, the MC skills has been there before. I think he yeah. was, may have been with, yeah, he was, with Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, he was there with Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, he was there. And they, yeah. they, they, this year too, so mm-hmm. it seems like a, a lot of these performers, once they get a taste of the festival, they they want to come back and, and and celebrate it again, and you know whether they're performing or not. Yeah, I mean it's, I mean there, I think the the demographic is there for for sure, to where people will come to come see you know these legendary or these talented artists. So. I mean, you know, like last year, like I said, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Jazzy Jeff was there, and I mean, he had a whole crowd of people. People were dancing and singing along to like every song that he's made and done with like Will Smith. Of course, you know, he played the classic summertime song, um, and then you know, this year having Biz Marquis, another legend in the game. So I mean, the Hyde Park Brew Fest just keeps on up in the ante of just bringing in legendary artists or just you know, real talented people that we all love to uh, listen to. Um, so I look forward to next year, you know, to see who they're going to bring. You know, are they going to bring someone new, somebody different? You know, I'm just, I'm real curious to see what they're going to do because they keep getting better and better each year. Yeah, that's, you, you, you hit it right on the head, Mike. It makes you anticipate it 
uh, each year now. So it's not it's not just like a surprise thing anymore. It's, it's really becoming the mainstay. It's something that uh, you know we can really look forward to, and really citywide, but definitely uh, as as residents of the South Side and of, and of that immediate area. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a source of pride, I would say. I mean, it's, but, uh, yeah. it's, it's, um, and I was just saying, it's just a, a positive, you know, story, a positive, um, thing going on the South Side. You know, sometimes in the summer of Chicago, you know, there's not so many good things, but, you know, this has, yeah, this has that was never the case this weekend, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think the festival just highlighted, you know, just black people coming together, having a good time. Um, and it's something everyone looks forward to just to kind of unwind, celebrate life, celebrate having a good time. I think that's what the festival represents, you know. Yeah, and I think we just got to keep shining light on it and keep holding it up as an example, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, like, like you said, and while we were celebrating having fun and showing and providing that example, mm-hmm. you know, there were other people in other areas of the city who was acting up, and it's like, I don't know why. I, it just it just mystifies me why some people would want to spend so so much of their time tearing themselves down and others down. Yeah, yeah. they could be doing something else. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean they could have. Yeah, I was gonna say they could have just came down and kicked it with us. You know, just you know, just come down, have a good time with your people. You know, you see. I mean, I saw all kinds of people just seeing family and friends or, you know, people they haven't seen in a long time, people just catching up, having a good time. I mean, there's other things you can do, you know. Definitely, definitely. But uh, before, we, before we step out, though, man, just, like, <laughs> if you can hear me clear, like, just give me a, a few of the beers, the, the, the brews that really stuck out with you, sort of like your best of, of the festival. Apple one fire that was really good, but there's this other one. Um, I ran into a guy um, during the beer sampling on Saturday when you and I were walking around, and there was this pina colada flavored beer from um, Ain't Misbehaving. Uh, um, you know, I think that one was like my favorite one because they just had some very um, unique beers that I've never before they have a, a very good flavor to them. Um, but there were a couple others who had some, you know, IPAs. Some, you know, usually IPAs are usually spicy or, you know, they kind of hard to kind of drink it. But there were, you know, some IPAs from, you know, some local breweries that tasted pretty good that you can kind of drink and enjoy. Um, so I thought that yeah, was kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, that one I, that one I had uh, was, was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Trying to, I think it was the uh, the old uh, old Irving yeah, IPA. Yeah, old Irving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old Irving. They had a good one. Um, there was a, another another brewery from Tilson that had a good IPA that I thought was pretty good. It was on the sour side, so you got more of the fruits and you know like a fruity aroma, fruity aroma smell and a fruity uh, taste to it. Um, you know, with a little bit of spiciness, but it wasn't overpowering. Um, so, I mean, there's just some good wide variety of stuff. You know, if you like dark beers, um, you know, they have some good stuff. There was one brewery from Elmhurst. They had, like, a coffee kind of cream beer. 
um, that wasn't too bad. You know, it wasn't too um, strong as, like, most coffee drinks are. Um, I thought it was very well balanced out. Um, but, you know, yeah, like I said, there were just a lot of good ones. You know, you just kind of had to go out and just try each one. But the, the one that stuck out to me the most was um, Eight Misbehaving from Valle uh, Paso, uh, Indiana. Um, they really just um, stuck out to me the most. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's great, man. I, the pina colada. I think that was, your wife was uh, Harold in yeah, that one, too. Yeah. Love that one too. Matter of fact, when we went on Sunday, that one was gone. They they didn't have it anymore. Like they um, I think because I asked I asked the uh, the master brewer, I was like, "Do you have any of that pina colada?" He's like, "No, nah, man, we ran out of that hours ago." Um, but they had a, a cider one that was just as good. So I mean, I, I definitely want to go down to their brewery and kind of check out and see what other other beers that they make and stuff. But um, definitely, that's the one that stood out for me. Yeah, yeah, and if, if we we miss some of the names, I think we got them on on tape. So mm-hmm. we put out the, we we put out the video. We'll be able to have uh, you know you'll be able to hear uh, get more details and stuff. We we got a lot of the brewers to uh, shout shout out shout themselves out. You know you can get their social media information as well as their uh, information on their their tap out the tap rooms or you know, places, you know, a lot of these places are, are very accommodating now. They like to have people visit them and they have like, they'll have food and stuff at, you know, at some, some have full fledged restaurants with, with their tap rooms. And, you know, it's definitely, you know, definitely a, a, a grand time when you, when you think of the, the brewing industry here in Chicago, you know, and, and elsewhere too, but definitely here in Chicago, you got a lot of places where you can enjoy different beers. And it's not like, you know, you know, some people have a thing towards beer they just think is, you know, mostly because they haven't had good beer. You know, they just think it's like, you know, uh, you know, flavored water or something. You know, right, you know, it's, yeah. it's like you could you could do a lot of interesting things with rules and 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 it's a good way to go out and enjoy yourself too, especially going to as you go in the tap rooms and, you know, have trying different foods with your with beers and stuff too and and going to festivals like this and enjoying uh you know enjoying new brews and finding out about new breweries and seeing all the you know seeing all the different people and stuff so that's you know i, I can't recommend uh highly enough the the high park brew fest and um you no know, it makes me want to search out other type of events like that in the city as well so um you know that's what that's what the rest of the summer is for, definitely. And um, that I have to say, in, in this summer, twenty nineteen, uh, now High Park has has set the tone once again. You know, coming up, we got you know we got the Silver Room Block Party coming up. You know, they got um, a lot of stuff is coming up this year, this season. Uh, you know, the Complex kind is coming this come to town this year as, as we get as we move forward with the summer man what uh what are things other things you're looking forward to uh in regards to uh, what's coming up this summer event wide well um what i'm looking forward to is the high park festival that's going to be happening uh, later in june um 
So I look forward to that one. It's going to be sort of like the same thing as like the High, high Park Brew Fest, but a little bit different. There'll be uh, different liquor vendors, different uh, beer vendors there, um, close different uh, black-owned clothing companies. Um, so I look forward to that one. And there's one up north um, in Ravenswood. Um, Cobalt is sort of hosting or being a part of like a Ravenswood, a Ravenswood kind of festival up north that I look forward to. Um, that's happening towards the end of June. So, I mean, like I said, there's so many festivals going on throughout the, throughout Chicago on the north, south, south side, and the west side that um, have, like, a lot of interesting things going on. Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, the Italian fest, I look forward to that, you know, some good food for some good restaurants and stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, every week now, man, through, uh, through Labor Day, you pretty much going to have something uh, to do. There's, there's no excuses, you know, to stay it in. At this point of the year, you know, hopefully, hopefully there won't be no crazy, more crazy storms like Saturday. Man, this is the damnedest thing I've ever seen, man. It's a damn hurricane. A damn hurricane come down on the South Shore. I'm stuck in a laundromat with about four dozen people. Surprised they more than this. Just trying to stay out this rain because this rain is beating everybody. It just ran the DJ off, ran all the food off, the beer. Everybody just trying to get as much protection as they can right now. Boy, this is crazy. I'm about to take my ass home as soon as I can. When it rains, niggas get wet for sure. Uh, when the when the rains came. Well, on Saturday when it rained and hailed, I, I don't know. It felt like a monsoon was coming through. But um, my wife and I we went into um, a little art gallery, um, not too far from Jog Grill. We kind of stuck in there, and a lot of people they went into the garage uh, area to kind of get out the rain. And then we went to uh, Aloha uh, Post Company. And we just kind of sat there, got some food, and just waited out the storm, man. So that's, that's where my wife and I, we kind of just sat at, you know, during the rain and the storm. Yeah, you weren't in a bad spot. I I was, like, tiptoeing down 53rd. I was, oh, <laughs> I was, I was walking, I was walking, I, I went down 53rd, like, towards Dorchester and all that. Mm -hmm. Then I went, I was turning my way back, going towards Harper, when everything started breaking. Then I was hiding under awnings and I like, say, you know, uh, getting under awnings and hiding under other awnings. I was I was going around back towards the tasting because mm -hmm. uh, Demise had told me he and Ken was uh, was still over there by like the August Brewery tent. So I was trying to see if I could meet up with them, but they had, they had, by the time I got over that way, I was they were they were gone because. Uh, you know, I had to, like I said, I, I dipped into different spots. I was in like a mm -hmm. a building hallway for a while. I was in a laundromat over there on Harper for a while. Okay. It was, it was just badness, man. It was, I know, it was, man. I know, yeah. I, 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 I don't know if I've ever been in rain like that, you know, when I was in the middle of rain like that, when it's out, outside, you know. It was, mm -hmm. it was crazy. It's, it's sort of, it's sort of, a mem it's memorable on its own, you know, even though it, Kind of put a damper on the day, but yeah. you know that's just how it is. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, I was recording. I you can see it on my IG. Like 
the dudes that said, you know, it's just that's just how Chicago is. You can you can get three seasons in a day. Right. You know, yeah. you, you know, but but yeah, hopefully like I said, hopefully you'll be better if uh, most if not all of the rest of the weekends going forward here in, in the summertime. But uh you know, we're gonna send it off on this one, man. Thanks, Mike. For coming through, and uh, thanks for everything you did this weekend, man. Look forward to collaborating again. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate you guys, man. No problem, bro. No problem. My Mike Bradford. You can uh, check his stuff out at at Talks at the Bar, right on IG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you got any other uh, anything else you wanted to shout out as far as social media or anything? Um, you can also find me on uh, Facebook at Talks at the Bar. Um, I sometimes post uh, recipes and little videos of how to make you some uh, newer creative drinks. Um, so you can definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram for sure. It's definitely a good follow, especially if you want to learn some interesting things with uh, regarding alcohol and you know having fun with it and stuff like that. Definitely follow Mike for that stuff. But uh, yeah, follow Regal too. We are RegalRadio.com. We're on Anchor. Follow us if you're not following already, and uh, give you more good stuff like this, man. Just uh, shout us out if you can. You know, share, uh, give us good ratings and all that, and uh, show us, like I say, show us love, and we'll show it right back. So uh, for Mike Bradford, this is your man Kyle Means. We're uh, signing off here, and uh, we'll see y'all outside, man. Enjoy the summer. Is my mom here? It's just us. You and us. Who you in the park with? I don't know names. I just got lost. Where did you see the lady? One, one lady. The female jogger was severely beaten and raped. Every black male who was in the park last night is a suspect. I need all of them. What's going on with my son? Your son was involved in a rape in Central Park. No, it's no, 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 Wait a second, wait a second. They saw you rape the lady. I didn't see a lady or hit anyone. I didn't see any lady. Kevin. I didn't see any lady. I want to see my son right now, right now. Whatever they said, I did. I did. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode two of In Demand's Opinion with your host, that's me, Demond Spurl. Hey, make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Demond's One, D E M O N Z E One. That's D E M O N Z E One. Uh, definitely follow the podcast, scrape, rate, share, all that good stuff. You can find the pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Music, Stitcher, and the TuneIn app. And I'm going to be working with WeAreRegalRadio.com, so it's going to be on War on Anchor. And that's also going to kick us over to Spotify as well. All right. So first off, thank you so much for all the all the love and the uh, good vibes coming back from episode uh, one, the very first episode on Memorial Day. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, the, the the good vibes and, you know, some, some critical um, commentary. That's fine, too. Hey, I want it all. Uh, anything piques your interest or if, if this does pique your interest, make sure you hit me up uh, via Twitter, Instagram, when I make the post and just reach out, man, and let's, let's keep this conversation going, all right? So episode two of this IDO is going to be based upon or focused around uh, when they see us, the great piece of television, streaming, whatever you want to call it right now. I, want to, I like to just call it just art uh, given to us by Ava DuVernay. Uh, you can find the series on Netflix. 
uh, it surrounds the five young men that were um, that were charged with the rape and I guess you won't even want to say attempted murder of the Central Park jogger. jogger. Uh, her name was Trisha Ellen Miley, uh, and the five men that were uh, kind of framed framed and uh, basically uh, was uh, the media was whipped up as to uh, to think that these five young men uh, committed this heinous crime. And I, did, I don't really want to use the name that the uh, Linda Fairstein, uh, the prosecutor, sex crimes prosecutor back then in, in the 80s in New York, and the media gave to them. I don't want to use that name because watching a lot of documentaries, watching a lot of interviews based upon uh, this, this horrific situation, uh, the name is almost had a kind of, it's kind of a derogatory name in my opinion. But when I'm talking about it, it's Central Park Five, so I just want to focus on the men name that went through this ordeal and uh, just want to get their names out there for people who know it, who know them. Antron McCray, Kevin Richardson, yourself, Salam, Raymond Santana, and Corey Wise. So uh, let's get to know their names and not just give, uh, not just use the name that it was given to them, you know. Uh, also, too, real quick. That hashtag cancel Linda Fairstein, keep that wave going because she deserved every bit of it. All right. So uh, we're going to focus on the Netflix series and the simple fact of how those five men were exonerated. Uh, but, I, but I was doing some research for the pod and I just wanted, I just came across a lot of uh, good information about people that are exonerated and just more, just more information or more stats if you want to say, just talk about the the uh, the justice system, lack thereof justice, if you want to really want to keep it real, uh, that's here in America. And one stat, one stat that really jumped out to me was 90% of people behind bars have not been to trial. I'm gonna repeat that again. 90% of people that have that are behind bars have not been to trial, and that's direct results of plea deals and the cash bond system. Um, if you are poor and you can't make bail, you can't get out of jail. And some people sit in jail for months, maybe sometimes years, all because they're poor. So the bail system in this country really has to change. And I'm glad that that conversation is being had um, right here, right now. It needs to get a little bit more energy behind it, but that's a huge problem. And another one uh, that lends to this 90% of people behind bars that haven't been on trial is the plea deal system, these plea deals, I should say. So if someone uh, is uh, charged with a crime and, uh, and, and if they're maybe poor, they don't have the resources, they don't know their rights, all kind of things, the prosecutor can come to them and say, hey, let's make a deal. We're going to do a deal. You plead guilty to this. Instead of getting 20 years, we give you 10 years. Maybe if it's like you would get your 10 years, maybe you only do four to five years. And a lot of people do that. And one of the main themes of the show that at least echo, echoed out to me was with the five men that just said they wanted to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. And they would say and do anything to just try to get home. And a lot of people in this country are in the same circumstances, the same situations, and they just want to get out of the situation as easy as they can. If they have to take a deal, they just take a deal and just be done with it. So that leads to that stat. And... It's destroying people's lives. The lack of resources, the education, not a good lawyer, all these things kind of kind of uh, uh, equal up to or add up to 
what you see right here in that stat. Other thing I saw that I came across, and I want everybody out there listening to Google this, the National Registry of Exonerations. The National Registry of Exonerations. It basically keeps uh, tabs on all state and federal uh, charges that were given to people and those people who have been exonerated, right? So as of right now, since 1989, 2,460 people have been exonerated. 2,460 people. Now, America locks up people like it's, not, like it's going out of style. It's, it's so many, we lock up so many of our fellow citizens, it's crazy. Millions are in jail. And 2,460 of those people have been exonerated, right? So just kind of break down the numbers even more. That's 21,647 years that have been lost by these people. 21,647 years have been lost for them and their families. They could have been breadwinners. They could have been people who, who was a pillar of the community. They could have been good people, possibly in the wrong place at the wrong time, and they were charged and jailed. And that's 21,000 years that have been lost by, these, by the collective number of these people. All right, so let's look at the exonerations. As of this year, there's already been 69. The highest year, 2016, 179. I'm based out of here in Chicago, so look at the state of Illinois. Second most, 302 exonerations. Only follow behind Texas. 302 people have been exonerated. Let's, take a, let's break it down by the actual crime. 937 for murder. 326 for sexual assault. These people have been exonerated. Let's go to race, because race plays a big factor. And really, uh, racism and race is kind of like one of the, the foundations of this country. It happened back then when we first landed in this country in chains. It's happening right now in 2019. Black, 1,197. White, 920. Hispanic, 287. Gender, go male, 2,240. Female, 220. It's good to see that people are being exonerated. And also it shows that anybody can get swept into this. Black people make the majority of the population when it comes to jail. So I'm not shocked that, in my opinion, IDO, I'm not shocked that majority of people that have been exonerated have been black. 1,197. So there's a lot more of Antron's Kevin, you see, uh, Raymond and Corey sitting in jail right now and hopefully with this registry and with, the, uh, with people out there trying to get people out of jail f that who were who are innocent and should not be there hopefully this number can rise even more and also just try to make some laws in this country so a lot of people won't have to go to jail change the drug laws things of that nature that's going to cut down on that but there's no reason why we are so gun hold to lock each other up. So those are some of the stats when it comes to exoneration, and that's what happened to those five young men, without well, five teenagers, but five men now. Uh, but I want to focus, go back to the show itself, When They See Us. And the title, I'm sure it means, is When America Sees Black and Brown Men. You heard the term wilding, wilding, which was not real. You heard the term animal, wolf pack. They made animal noises. These are the things that people see or hear when they see us, hence the title. And what really sparked me to have this IDO was a conversation I was having with one of my buddies and he said, man, listen, I have a son. Uh, when he's about 10 years old, I'm gonna make sure he watched this. 
And I'm sure a lot of people of color, men looking at their sons and daughters, it's like this is something that you need to see because you have to be aware of what's happening and how people see us. But it goes beyond that. It goes beyond the, the communities of color. It has to go to everybody, especially white people. But first with the black and brown communities and people of color communities, this, this show stressed two things to me. One, we have to know our rights. We have to know our rights as Americans. These young men were uh, told what to say in a very slick way on tape so they could be, so these charges can be pinned on them, this crime can be pinned on them. But we have to know our rights as Americans. Hey, listen, I'm not talking about my lawyer here. For a kid, if a kid's in, if any kids listening to this or your parents, you're listening to you, a parent, you are a parent and you're listening to this, make sure your kid knows when something happens dealing with anything with the law, police, whatever, make sure that they get in contact with you. Don't say anything. Make sure I want my mother, my father, or my guardian here with me. Because let's keep, let's keep it real. Everyone doesn't have morals. That goes to people within the street, your family, the boardroom, and yes, the justice system. And people will do anything to get what they want. Hence, hashtag cancel Linda Fairstein. So you have to know our rights. And another point was just... Being a parent and being there for your kid, I kind of stressed this before, you have to be there for your children in any kind of situation. I'm a parent of a seven-year-old little girl. I definitely want her to see this when she becomes of age. But we have to stress to our, we have to stress as being a parent to make sure we're there for our children because these men were children and they were taken advantage of. So that's for the black and brown community. We're gonna watch this, we're gonna eat this up, we're gonna digest this because this happens this happens within our community. Community, we know this. But for our white fellow Americans, citizens, countrymen, counterparts, in my opinion, you need to sit down and watch this as well. There are huge gaps within this country where people of other races don't meet or talk or touch each other. America is a very big country. Yes, it is a melting pot of the world, but we are separated in this melting pot, if that makes any sense. I'm in Chicago. It's kind of, the, 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 the segregation is kind of breaking down, which is good, but it's there and you know it's there and it was actually made to be like that. So I want people, especially white people, who don't come in contact with a lot of black people, sit down and watch this and understand the experiences that we have. I sent out a tweet saying like, hey America, you want to you know why black people or people of color are afraid of the police? watch when they see us this is this kind of validates our fear that we have in this country and it's something that everyone should be made aware of fear i think i spoke about in the last pod that we live in the country of fear fear and the lack of trust equals to chaos amongst the citizens so i want people to be able to watch this i want especially white people to be able to watch this and understand the experiences that we have. To just, just be aware when these conversations come up. That is something that's like, oh, that doesn't affect me. I'm not going to worry about it. No, it, it affects you. Everyone in this country, we are interconnected with each other. When those men and women come out of jail 
and uh, they're supposed to just get back into the normalcy of of our society. It's very hard. If you watch the uh, series, these men went and had a very hard time to find jobs, find somewhere to live, trust people. Now they're afraid of just about anybody. There's a lack of trust, really. That can affect you as well when it comes to our taxes, when it comes to our safety, when it comes to their safety, economics, unemployment rate, all kind of things. We are interconnected. So one people who do not have a close relationship or don't know the experiences of someone of another race, especially sort of white to the, from white communities to people of color communities. With the, younger, with the younger demographics, I'm very happy about it because we are, you know, we are integrated with each other, but it's still that gap that's there and we can see it even in the highest office in this country. So in my opinion, definitely with the people of color our communities. We got to make sure we know our rights. We got to make sure that we're there for our children in these situations. And for people, uh, and for our white countrymen, our white, uh, white uh, brothers and sisters here in America, watching this will give you an idea, not an idea, will show, will, will give you a, the, the view of our experiences dealing with the criminal justice system and dealing with the police and what happens to us. This is not something that's rare. This happens. This happens to us. In my opinion, definitely watch when they see us. All right, thank you. That's uh, this episode two of the short pod, IDO in Demon's opinion. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Demon's one D E M O N Z E one. Same thing as Instagram D E M O N Z E one. And download the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Music, Stitcher, the TuneIn app. Uh, Anchor and Spotify as well. Um, like I said, I want to try to drop these once a week. Something's on my mind. Hey, I want to get it out there. Uh, if you agree with it, hey, let me know. You know, saying we can have a conversation. If you don't agree with it, let me know. Let's have a conversation. I want to get. I want this small pod to be a starting point of a lot of conversations that we can have. All right. And as I always say, keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> And that was the minds, my big cousin once again, my man, uh, doing it with his, the in the minds opinion, and uh, yeah, just a little something to give y'all some food for thought as uh, we go to the weekend as well. Uh, you can also listen to if you want to listen to in the minds opinion on its own, maybe even download it as such. You can check that out on Dean Davis. Uh, the Dean Davis show on SoundCloud and uh, Dean Davis show in other platforms uh, as well, including Apple Podcasts. Uh, you know, you can check that out there. And uh, every week we'll uh, look to give you a demand's opinion here as part of Freestyle Friday. But uh, coming up now, me and Willie Rookie White, Rookie Shy, rapper. Uh, filmmaker, uh, you know, producer, you know, does beats, man. He, he does all type of stuff, man. Uh, talking, you know, talk shit, you know, <laughs> uh, video, uh, podcaster, of course, podcaster, got the five man podcast. And, uh, you know, we bring some hot fire with you in this one, a uh, little short bit here. So enjoy that. 
and uh, I'll get back to you right after this. I I know Anchor is a bit more flexible than that because I I think I've I've uploaded I know I've uploaded MP3 files. I may have uploaded M4As. I've I've uploaded some different. I know I've uploaded some different audio files to there. So I don't I don't know. We'll we'll make it we'll make it work though. I don't, if 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 one file doesn't work, I'll just transform it and make it into a file that does work. You know. Yeah. Okay. But uh, no but doubt. Exactly. The main I, thing I, though. I wanna I wanna thank y'all for that because y'all don't have to do that and hell. This damn thing been dormant for like two years, almost three years. So I mean, thank you, bro. Like y'all ain't have to do that. It's, you know what it's, it's, it's really nothing, bro. Like like I said, I want to see. I, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help you thrive, man. You know, however I can help. And and my platform, our platform with Regal, I should say, we've always been down with. We've been down with you specifically, but. You know, people yeah. like you who are independent, who are, who have a mind to uh, express themselves in a social manner as well as a creative manner and a, and a fun manner and people who are uniquely Chicago at that. You know, that's, I think that's a good, all good ways to, to describe you. And, you know, that's all, that's all stuff that I, that we uh, want to be a part of our movement. So. You know, just when it comes to just comes down to just uploading audio at the end, it's just me uploading audio and promoting it. And, and, you know, I'm glad to do that for you. Like, just like, you know, we help promote, you know, when you were trying to do the documentary, and, you know, help, we've helped promote your music in the past and stuff. You, you just you one of the guys, man. This is that's what it comes down to, man. It, I ain't, you know. I, you a real one, and you one of the guys, man. So I ain't ain't really nothing for me to to do some shit like this for you, man. My man, my man, my man, damn it, my man. Yeah. So that being said, this little documentary that I'm working on for the Chicago Bulls, I need y'all in it. I need y'all. Yeah, you this. Yeah, I heard you say a little some. You you did say a little something about that to me, man. What what's this you planning on doing, man? If if, if you want to be. If you're willing, how much much is you willing to say about it? What's this he trying to do? I just want to do a doc on the Bulls from my perspective. That's it. A doc on the Bulls from my perspective, and that means the people that I know and the people that I grew and grew to know, boom, all of their perspectives together makes a doc, and then I'm going to mix it with some really special shit. And hopefully I'll be able to get a couple of... uh, uh, interviews with uh, ex-Bulls, uh, former Bulls, I mean, um, uh, like current Bulls, that'd be awesome, like, you know, but we, you never know. Wait, you never know. Man. I just know, my shit be interesting, so the way I put it together, if people trust me and my fans roll with me, man, it's going, it's, it's, it's crazy, it's, it's, it's nuts, man, trust me. People are waiting. <laughs> saying, and then uh, that movie came out, it was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So that shit happens often. You know what I mean? Right. He got shit he bringing out now that I've been writing on. I'll be like, dude, how many times? But I just got to the point where I'm just like, fuck it. You know what I mean? My shit gonna come out, and it's gonna be other people bring that shit out, and it's gonna sound very similar. 
but I can't I can't trip off of it. You know what right. I mean? Because the, the the universe is what it is, and you know, fucking ideas and creativity ain't exclusive to no one person. I can't trip. Not at all. Know? Not at Just all. Just gotta bring that shit out. Right, and, and that's what that's what you know. I'm glad you feel that way, man, because I know you got a voice and you got you got a you know you got means and, and and creativity about you, man. You got a resourcefulness about you that that needs to be uh and needs to be encouraged, man. So you know, like I said, whatever, however I can help, and and I think. You know, with the guys, you know, behind me too. I think we can definitely, we could help you make it more than a, li- a little bit than a hood documentary. Even ain't nothing wrong with a hood documentary. I know. That's why I asked you guys. <laughs> you guys are the fucking professionals. You yeah. guys, you know what I'm saying? Like I was watching the Bulls because I was playing the sport and because I had a pops that I watched it with. You sure. You know what I mean? I stopped playing the sport and my dad died. So how much do you think I watched that shit now? Like I literally watch basketball off of highlights on Instagram. That's how I get my basketball now. Right. You know what I mean? And it doesn't kill me not to see the whole games. Um but like I wanted to hit you guys up because I thought it, I, I think that that would give it a certain level of uh, validity. You know, yeah. you guys talk about sports all the time, you sports analysts, you know what I mean? You're on the radio, you're on like the internet doing this. I love that how you're on there as experts on my shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I and I got a relationship with y'all. You know what I mean? And right. I asked several of this is good. Motherfuckers wouldn't want to do it, and you know, we gonna see we gonna see how it turn out. You know what I'm saying? If you you'll you'll have you'll have some stuff available to you. No, I. I, I don't I normally don't want to speak for others, but I I know I can speak for for Demise and Ken, in in this way that they'll be glad to help you, and you know you know I'm gonna be glad to help you, and you and well, know shout out to all y'all, shout out to all y'all, <laughs> definitely miss y'all brothers. <laughs> yeah yeah we 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 gotta get like I say we gotta get you back down around around the way man you you should see what we doing our thing nowadays man. It ain't it ain't the school no more, man. I be seeing it. I be following. I follow. I see y'all on TV. I see y'all like graduating up. Like you know what I'm saying. D D doing his thing, getting on bigger platforms, and you doing your thing. Going, I'm just like, man, this shit crazy, bro. These dudes, they're doing exactly what I thought they would do. Because I told y'all, y'all are very professional with how you do it. You know what I mean? It ain't like you go on the joint and. You know they offering you like a forty ounce, and then you know you seeing all type of like like harlots and everything sitting around on like uh, uh, a casting couch. No, it it, it was well, professional. We was I, w- up and I would like some saying, more harlots. A couple of mics. I'm just like, hey, this is like <laughs> NY. You know what I'm saying? When you go to Hot 97, it's like, yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> I was in there for your land. <laughs> we try, we try, man. I I, I said I, I would like some more harlots though. But you know, <laughs> hey man, who would, bro? Who would? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. I need the hair, bro. <laughs> I need the hair. That ball shit, that ball stuff is cool. But for right now, I just need a little nappy fro that I used to have. It's a little nappy fro. I'll be like, I'll be good. I'll be good. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll make. I'll, I'll, I'll try to make it happen, man. If 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 anything, I'll give you. A, if anything, I'll just give you a patch. You know, just give you a chia patch. No, not a patch. You gonna have me looking like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Come on, bro. 
just put some color in it like Dennis did. You know, he, <laughs> Dennis used to flip that shit. You know, oh, he, man. man, did you hear? You hear about? Oh. You, you hear what happened to him recently, man? He he was like, I, I think they said he was caught stealing or some shit, man. He he he's still what? out here wilding, man. He's still I out. Heard he did a fucking promo for like a, a state or a city, like you know, like hey, come to blah blah blah, because it's it's the place to go, you know, like come to Wyoming, because this is the place. to See, I that's seen him do like one of those. Like what the hell? That's the thing. I think we could, uh, we could, I think we could get Dennis for your documentary, man. All we gotta do is holler at the holler at one or two people probably, and he'll do that shit for a couple Newports. And a and a and a fifth or something, man. I know I know he'll do it, but not, I know it won't take much to get him to do to talk some shit on the camera for. Him. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. You ain't telling you know, I'd be like laughing on on camera like, dude. Like seriously, anybody. Even I, I didn't hit Joakim Noah several times, and he ain't asked me back. But I don't care. I'm just like I want anybody who had a Bulls shirt on. Well, I'm not. I'm, you know, yeah, definitely. Hey, hey, you know, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna put any words in his mouth, but, you know, we got a relationship with uh, Craig Hodges. You know, we've had Craig Hodges in studio with us before. So. Oh, we talked about Craig Hodges. Yeah. Because I started it already. You know, I started it already. Yeah, yeah. And one of my questions for them was about Craig Hodges. Holy shit! Don't tell me. Don't tell me that. My man that went to the uh, the White House and was like, yeah, in a dashiki and was like, yeah, these are our demands and this is what we need to happen and I I, I gotta give you this letter. Yeah, I know I know you I know you did no that. President that <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I'm like, and that's he one of my my hero, my fucking boy. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm I'm just putting it out there, man. If, yeah. Hey, if 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 Craig Craig may see this, man. If, hey, if if it, you know Craig, shout out to Craig Hodges. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Madeline, who's a you know his his rep. You know who's always hooked us up. You know, I hey, I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna reach out for sure. It, it, I'm at least reach out. I, I can't promise. But you know, but Black Fister, Black Fister, Craig Hodges, bro. Yeah, you man. Sacrifice your career for us. Yeah. You sacrifice your career for us, and we thank you for that. All of us that don't even know that you did it. He's a hero. You. He's a hero he for sure. He had that platform, and immediately, immediately he turned it around. This is what we need. Yeah. Don't nobody do that. You know what I mean? You know, uh, uh, what we got? Uh, Ali? That was a long time ago. You know, we got LeBron now. I like what LeBron's doing, but it's a different age, you know? Yeah. When 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 Hodges did that, that was just like he had the biggest balls in America at that time when he did that shit. I'll never forget it. Well, bro, yeah, brother, brothers it. didn't compare back. Yeah. You, you compare today with the, the LeBron can can he could cuss out Trump and still keep his job. Right. But right, you know, right, right, right. Craig it's, Craig it's, wasn't it's, able to respectfully come at Bush and, uh, and keep his keep uh, his job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, white supremacy now. To the point where white supremacy, then I say, oh, yeah, Trump is horrible, blah, 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 blah. They're going to put his ass back in office, though. Watch that. <laughs> right, right. 
Right. You know, it's, it's put his ass back in office, and we're going to be looking at them like, damn, all these people hated him. How the fuck did he get back in office? Yeah. All right. Once again, for the final time this week, this is your man Kyle Means. And, uh, yeah, just wanted to hit y'all off with some movie talk. Uh, you know, usually at this point of the show, I, I kind of single out something that's making me feel good, uh, leave on a positive note. And I, I think I'm doing that as well with this. But uh, at the top of each month, I, I'm also going to try to uh, hit y'all off with the, uh, you know, just some, a preview of movies for the month. Just to get some movie talk in. Uh, with you know, that's an area that I'm I'm always willing to talk about and something that I like to talk about a lot. And uh, I like to go to movies and you know anticipate the big movies and and also the interesting smaller movies you know that come along that uh you know may get a little run in in your in the small indie theater, or local theater, or whatever. Or just a week or so at the big theaters, but you got you got to wait until like nine or ten to see it or something, you know. Or you you get one or two showings a day with those, you know, those uh the little Oscar bait joints, you know what I mean? But but uh, you know I like them. I, I like I, said, I like film in general. I'm a I'm a uh you know a film fanatic. Of, uh, uh, what's uh, I'm not a francophile. That's a <laughs> that's someone who's into France, uh, French stuff quite a bit. But you know, I'm 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 betraying my my interest in film here by not having that word available to me. But I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that when I'm when I'm trying to front on y'all. But anyway, I, I like film a lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna I like the the website firstshowing.net because they got a nice little clean uh clean list of releases. That come out uh, every week. Uh, you know they have them. They have them listed for the whole year, and they have uh, the big releases out for every week and everything. And uh, you know, just running down the list as I look at June seventh, which is the day, of course, that we're on now. Uh, the big release of this week, Dark Phoenix. And I hate to say, I'm a big X Men person. X Men in any media. You know, interest me. The comics, of course. TV. I, you know, I grew up with the old TV show on Fox. I love the, the you know, the animated X Men, and there's been some other X Men animated series that come along since that have been cool too. You know, of course, movies. There've been some great X Men movies. X, you know, the the original X Men was cool. X Men X Two. I think a lot of people probably say is the best team. Film. Um, I like X Men First Class, X Men uh, uh, Days of Future Past. Ambitious, very ambitious. Uh, you know, attempt to tell that that seminal X Men story there. But a lot of the movie, a lot of them, too many of them have been basura, man. And, and you know, a lot of people are coming out of this one saying it's, it's garbage too, man. Two people who I would. Uh, whose opinions I value in this realm in particular, not just in movies, but comic book movies, have said that it's uh, online, that it's very bad. Uh, shout out to Brandon, uh, Brandon, oh God. 
Mm -hmm. yeah, shout out to Jay Washington and uh, shout out to my man Brandon from the jam here uh, WCIU you know this is just you know they both love comic book movies and you know Brandon Pope you know I, I saw him on, on he, he you know he gets advanced screeners I guess because of him being on the jam he, you know, he shut he, he he shut it down on Facebook. You know, Jay shut it down. He gets, you know, he's out there in Hollywood. You know, get the guy. He gets into the advanced screener too. He reviews stuff online for for some big sites and stuff. And you know, I I just I think those two reviews are enough for me to like stay away from it. I remember with the first trio of X Men movies, I didn't, I never saw the Last Stand. It just nothing about it that I heard seemed to sense that it was going to be good. And it seems like this is going to be the case, too, with this final one. The only good thing surrounding the only good development surrounding this whole movie, I think, is that it's going to be the last one that Fox produces mainly uh, without Marvel Studios help. And, uh, you know, if you know, if y'all keep up with those things, you know that. Fox is now owned by Disney and a lot of uh, Fox movies and, you know, the characters that Fox films owned included the X-Men and, you know, they owned it. They produced the movies on their own without Marvel's help for so long. But now Marvel, which is owned by Disney as well, gets control of those characters again. So going ahead now, we can finally see people who know what they're doing dealing with, you know, Fox, people who have produced these great Avengers movies for 10 years. Now they get to deal with the X-Men as well. So, you know, we can put this stuff in the backseat, Dark Phoenix and messing up that great story with the Phoenix saga. You know, we won't hopefully have to see any of that again, you know, in the wrong hands. We can have a clean slate, get some new actors in, you know, even even though some of them have been good, you know, Hugh Jackman and all, you know, uh, Patrick Stewart and uh, James McAvoy have been good as Xavier. The good good Magnetos too, you know, uh, you know, but uh, you know, no more, you know, no no more Jennifer Lawrence taking the spotlight as as Mystique when Mystique is really a side player. Just she's not that big a deal. And, you know, no more, you know, we got to get some better Cyclops in the game and, you know, just just do some better storytelling, man. Get some better filmmakers involved with these X-Men movies, some better writing and stuff, man. And have a have a nice plan laid out with the films. You could do some incredible things with X-Men films, man. But Fox was just <laughs> so many times with it, you know. Logan, though, was probably the best comic book film of the past uh, two, three years, I would say. You know, I still, I love Logan. And, uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, they had uh, the uh, Deadpool stuff too. Deadpool, one and, one and two, both dope. But, uh, you know, it's better that they're in the hands of Marvel as much as anything else. So that's enough for me on that stuff. Like I said, I'm not going to see Dark Phoenix, so I'm tri I am ain't tripping over it. Secret Life of Pets, too. There's <laughs> a lot of hype around that, of course. I know a lot of people will take their kids to that. I don't have kids, so I'm not tripping over that. I do like 
don't know. I like some of the voices though. It's it's, it's so easy like to have to put Kevin Hart in the voice of a of a furry rabbit and get laughs from it. But you know, if that's basic, then you know I'm gonna be basic on that one. You know, but uh, <laughs> you know, I get excited. Hopefully that'll be uh, fun for families and kids and stuff. But the movie that comes out set this week that I am anticipating is The Last Black Man in San Francisco. If you uh, look up the look that title up, if you don't know about the movie, it has an amazing trailer. Uh, it was it's produced by the production company A24, which is doing some of the best independent film, the best you know, thing, I guess, yeah, I guess it's independent film. Yeah. It's not a major studio. Uh, it's the type of films that, you know, if you grew up in the nineties and the eighties, seeing those type of films that were made, those standalone personal type of pieces, they, they're really following up in on that level and they're letting creative directors and, you know, awesome writers, giving them a platform to make original movies. And this film is about, it's not literally about the last black man in San Francisco. It's not a horror movie or nothing like that. It's about, uh, seems to be about a, uh, a black man, a young black man who takes over a, a uh, property in San Francisco. I believe it was handed down to him. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's about this. That's what the story is. It's some of this seems simple, but I guess it's a, a lot deeper than that. If you, like I said, if you look at the, just look at the trailer, and I, I think it'll be hard for you to not want to see this film. That's just definitely was the case for me. I'm going to see this film. I'm planning to see it uh, next Wednesday. So I may review it on next Friday show. Uh, Wednesday, there's a screening in Hyde Park at the Harper Theater. And I'm looking forward to uh, having a chance to see this movie that the director and the writer of this film is going to be there as well. So I may have uh, quite a bit from that. Uh, from that uh, uh, screening for y'all uh, in the near future. So, you know, fingers crossed on that one. But yeah, Last Black Man in San Francisco. You know, hopefully it'll be a buzzed about movie, if not for, you know, because for anything because it's of its creativity and this, uh, see, it seems to be speaking to something, you know, hopefully something different and something unique and, you know, something cultural that, you know, I know we, a lot of us are, are looking for right now. Uh, you know, you know, let's, let's see, let's see how the reaction is to it in general from me, from a film, from other filmmakers and critics and stuff like that. Maybe this will be one of those movies that comes out in the summer that really gets some momentum behind it and it can get carried into award season, you know, something like a, you know, a the uh, you know, Black Klansman was sort of that way. It was released later in the summer last year. But, but it was, you know, I, I know it came out at Cannes in last May. And it made, uh, you know, people were talking about, starting to talk about it around this time as being something special. And, you know, like I said, maybe this is, this doesn't have the the backing of a Spike Lee, but, you know, this this is its own thing. And I think, you know, once once again, if you have something that's uniquely creative and that speaks to something beyond what's was normally being done at the box office, you may have something special there. Uh, uh, late night too. I'm gonna shout that out. 
I I almost saw a screening of that early screening of that, but that is uh, Emma Thompson and uh, Mindy Kaling in uh, uh, taking place in a late night show that Emma Thompson's hosting and Mindy Kaling ends up being her lead writer. I think it's a type of thing, especially if you're if you like comic like if you if you like the business of comedy. And you like, you know, you keep up with those sort of things like who writes on shows and stuff like that. And back, you know, backstage intrigue at certain, you know, on, on certain shows like that. That's kind of stuff I'm into. So I think that may be something that I'll enjoy seeing. I don't know if I'll get to see it at the show uh, after, you know, bypassing that screening opportunity. But uh, maybe something I'll be interested in down the line. Uh, let's move quickly on to June 14, Men in Black International and Shaft, uh, two big movies releasing that week. I may try to see at least one of those in, in the show. I'm not, enough, I've seen some people online sort of down on Men in Black International, like seeing it looks whack. It doesn't look whack, it doesn't look whack to me. Maybe it's not as sharp comedically as the, the first couple movies with Will Smith, but you know, I think, uh, you know, it may be some promise there. They're, they're obviously trying to work off of the momentum of uh, Tessa Thompson and uh, Chris Hemsworth from the Marvel movies. But, uh, you know, what's wrong with that? You know, they, they, that stuff works over there, so you might as well bring it to your franchise if you can. Shaft 2 is uh, Shaft 3, actually. <laughs> uh, I guess it's Shaft 2 with Sam Jackson. But it's, you know, I, I, I jokingly say Shaft 3 because you got like three generations of Shaft in it. Commercials have been, I remember the the original, the, the official trailer, like first a few months ago with this. And I was, I, I really was impressed with the how they worked the comedy into it, the increased comedy. This is not like the movie, this definitely ain't like the 70s Shaft movies. And it's not like very much like the movie that Sam was in. 20 years ago with St. John Singleton. This is a different kind of thing. And I think it may work. You know, I think uh, Kenya Barris wrote the film or co-wrote it, but uh, you know, he's a very funny individual, the, the, the mind behind blackish. And uh, I think if you get, if you get him involved with this film, a film like this, you're trying to do something different with that, uh, you know, that character in that franchise is not a bad way to go. They're sort of mining this whole thing of intergenerational thing where, you know, you know, they used to do it one way, but the millennials are doing it this way. Some some easy jokes I'm sure that you're gonna get out of that. There may be some groaners too, but it may be a pretty interesting, enjoyable ride. And, you know, I think I'm I'm leaning towards that one as far as what I'm gonna see at the at the show and uh, you know Pretty smart, uh, pretty smart release date for them to do that on Father's Day weekend too. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, limited film. I'm gonna shout out Dead, The Dead Don't Die, uh, Jim Jarmusch, uh, zombie movie with uh, all star cast was led by Bill Murray and Adam Driver. I think that's pretty much all you need to say. If you're if you're in the films in general right now, those are all great names. Jim Jarmus is a legend and, you know, he works a lot with Bill Murray and, you know, just to see Bill doing something off kilter is always worth giving, paying some attention to. 
But uh, that there's I saw the trailer for that too. Like I said, a lot of a lot of big big a lot of noticeable names in this movie that pop up. Uh, and you know you you that's what they that's part of their marketing. They show you can see all these these uh, notable actors doing something funny. It's it's, it's a it looks to be a zombie movie too that has a lot of humor in it. So I think it's I think that's gonna be pretty enjoyable. I don't know if it's gonna light the world on fire, but uh, you know, it may just be another movie that you can you can maybe light a J to and <laughs> and trip out over, you know. It, but just or just chill out with uh you know, over the weekend. But uh yeah, I'm gonna shout that out there. Uh looking further, June twenty first. Child's Play re, uh, reboot and Toy Story four, uh, definitely, definitely Toy Story four. I, it, it's it's amazing what they've done with that franchise. When they came back, the first two were great for their time, and I, I guess they still have aged well too. But it it's, it was pretty surprising to me how affecting Toy Story three wound up being. And it wound up being affecting not only for children, but for adults. And I think they're going to try to do a lot of the same in this fourth movie. And, you know, you could, you know, you could call it stretching out, you know, whatever you want with a franchise. But if you're making good movies and you, and you still got good stories to tell is, you know, go ahead and make those movies, you know, Pixar, Pixar may be a little less original at this point than they were. 10 years ago or 20 years ago, but the definitely the Toy Story films are a pretty big part of recent film history. And, you know, they're, they're enjoyable films and they're, you know, characters that are pretty iconic at this point. You know, whether you're talking about the voices who, you know, are behind those characters or you're just talking about the toys that have sold, the, the, the actual toys that have been sold because of them, you know, it's, they're you no, know, they're meaningful. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, just what emotion they bring out of us with this movie. And Key and Peele too, man. They uh, add they add something new to these movies too each time. Key and Peele has those fuzzy carnival toys. <laughs> it's a, I'm saying it, it's it, it may be basic, but I, it, it gets me. So I'm, you know, it gets a laugh out of me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it, but uh. Child's play, I don't know, man. It, you know, what what are they gonna do in this one that they didn't do in the original one or the original ones? You know, I guess they want to bring this back for a new generation. You know, go ahead, do what you do there. You know, if maybe it'll be another it. You know, that sort of uh, does something more affecting and deeper with the story. But you know, I think the doll isn't. I, I like the doll when it's more of a doll. I think this is more of a CGI creation. I don't know if that's really going to work as well as it should. But, uh, uh, looking at the rest of the month, uh, you got the uh, Yesterday movie, Danny Boyle, uh, newest. Uh, it's about uh, some Indian guy. He's working with an Indian guy again, I guess, trying to recreate some of that Slumdog Millionaire magic. Uh you know, this Indian guy uh, becomes the only person on earth who remembers the Beatles, you know. Uh, Beatles are great, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, great for you uh, uh, baby boomers and stuff. I think this movie is going to be 
for the baby boomers as well. But uh, the movie's about a guy, the only guy on earth who remembers the Beatles. And, you know, because he can replay their songs, he becomes a big musical star in his own right. I guess he becomes what the Beatles were in the 60s, you know, today, because he's the only person who could play their music and everybody else doesn't know that he's actually playing their music, you know, so... That's sort of a clever conceit, I'll admit, but I don't know if this movie is going to be for me. Maybe maybe it'll be a hit. You know, Danny Boyle's a gifted filmmaker, an award-winning guy, so maybe it'll be something. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's something I'm really going to be anticipating to see at the show. Uh, you got the Annabelle movie coming out, too. That's an actual uh, – that looks to be more of a doll than a uh, child's play. They should have Annabelle and Child's and Chucky go at it. You know, we got to have the alien versus predator thing going on with them, you know. <laughs> uh, maybe it'll be at the box office. But, uh, you know, they got to do that for real at some point down the line. I don't know. That, that's, that's, that's a way to get some real dough at the box office. But uh, that's pretty much it for June, you know, uh uh, July coming up, you know, you got the Spider-Man movie gonna be uh, leading that off, the, leading that month off in uh, uh, July fourth, the week of July fourth, the week of Independence Day. So uh, we'll be back uh, in about a month to talk about that. You know, I'm definitely gonna see that. You know, on on the wings of uh, the Avengers uh, Endgame. So uh, see how Marvel uh, starts stepping forward from that. But um, yeah, uh, that's that's it for Freestyle Friday, man. Shout out to uh, everybody who was involved with the show this week: uh, Demar Sproul, Rookie White, uh, and uh, Mike Bradford, of course, my man, Mike Bradford. Uh, shout out to all y'all. If you want to be involved with the show, man, uh, um, I'm I'm gonna put out that <laughs> that uh, voicemail link this week. It's, you're gonna see it on our Twitter page uh, sooner than you. Soon as, as soon as you listen to this, go to our Twitter page and uh, you'll see the link for uh, how to leave a voicemail. And, you know, if you if you got anything that you want to say about what we do, if you want to big us up, if you want to demean us, you know, go ahead and demean us. I'll, I'll say something back at you. But <laughs> but if you want to you want to say anything about what's going on in the world, if you got a, an opinion you want to run off, you know. Leave us a message, and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely get it on, and you'll be a part of our show, too. So this, this is the freestyle, man. This is we want everybody, everyone to be free. We want all our listeners to be free to uh, interact with us and, and enjoy what we do here at War on Anchor. So uh, you know, I hope you, hope you do do that, and uh, you know, we'll be back next week, whether you enjoy us or not, uh, with more Freestyle Friday and with more other greatness, other great stuff that we work hard on doing. So support us, you know, uh, spread us around as much as you can. Word of mouth, talk, uh, you know, links online, whatever you do, man. Like what we do. Hit a hit the heart button if there's a, if there's one of those. If there's a star rating, you know, give us a good star rating wherever you can see us. And uh, show us love, and we'll show it right back, man. That's what we do, man. We do as we show the love online. We show the love by doing what we do because we love what we do, and we want to do it as long as we can, you know, with as much freedom as we can. So when we talk about Freestyle Friday. A lot of it is about freedom, and it's about enjoying what you do and living your life, living your truth, man. So uh, 
Yo, that's all I got, man, for this one. Uh, I don't know what music I'm going to put on the end of this, man. I might just put a little instrumental here on the end. Uh, hope you enjoy that as well. But uh, have a good weekend, y'all. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your, your friends and your family. Enjoy this world out here. Don't let nobody breathe down. All right? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the big moment we've all been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, place your turntable in front of your guests. Set the volume control in your stereo system at the preferred listening level. Ladies and gentlemen, beat rock, beat beat rock, beat rock, beat beat rock. Demanded. Sergeant S. Beast. Beat rock. His talent is.